You're listening to Two Sides of Phi, a podcast that follows two lifelong friends as they seek financial independence and to retire early. I'm Eric, and I'm joined by my friend Jason, who reached Phi in 2020. And this is our story. So Jason, we got a SpeakPipe message from Grant in the Midwest, and it's about one more year, which is something that's talked about quite often in the financial independence retire yeah. early community. And um, it raised a number of issues and a number of questions for me. And you're the perfect case study, having spent you know two years here in, in retirement post reaching your fine number. I thought it'd be a great thing to really dig in on. So uh, let's listen to the question here. Hi, Eric and Jason. This is Grant. I'm here in the Midwest. Really appreciate your show. Love the conversational aspect of it and the topics that you talk about and give your perspectives on. Uh, it's all great. So that's much appreciated. My question, knowing what you know now, Jason, would like your perspective looking back now, you know, if you had worked another year or two or three, would you have less tough decisions to make or sort of stressful or semi-stressful situations to deal with um, if you had done that. Thanks so much. Okay, Jason, one more year. This is right up your alley, man. I don't feel like I have much to add here, but I do have some follow-up questions. So you're not going to get off the uh, hot seat for a while here. Oh, all right. What do you think? I mean, the, the first thing, I, I love this question, and it, it does come up with some frequency, but it's one of those hindsight questions too, right? I mean, if I, if I dial back the clock two years and think about what it was like leading up to my, you know, my retire early date when I was going to leave my career behind, I didn't have a whole lot of thought about, well, hold on, maybe I should just go one more year because I can buy this and buy that and fund this. I didn't at all because you know what? I was on a trajectory. I felt comfortable with where I uh, was. And sure, there's uncertainty, but none of it was, boy, I'd better think about another year or two because I'm going to get these benefits. So that's where I'd start. But where I'd continue from there is, all right, now with a year or two at this point of hindsight, now would I, to the spirit of the question, right, would I dial back the clock and take another year if I could? I still wouldn't. And I also think maybe Lori, my wife, wouldn't really want that at all. Uh, she was pretty clear we were on the same page with the path we wanted. It's easy for me to second guess and say, well, now knowing what I know about where the economy is, wouldn't it be nice to have some extra cushion uh -huh. or if I want to be greedy, have some you know money I can kind of reserve as dry powder and have a strategy like, like Fritz Gilbert does at Retirement Manifesto and just keep investing as the market goes farther down? Yeah, that sounds really convenient and like everything, hindsight is always 2020. But no, I, I don't think, boy, now I wish I had done that. Is there a part of you now that feels when those pangs of anxiety come up in a down market, like I know you're, you're not typically nervous and thinking about money a lot now, which I really respect. And I'm glad to hear that. That's reassuring to me as yeah. someone who's heading toward FI and feeling like, Ooh, am I really going to be this focused on money in perpetuity? Yeah. Um, but does, is there a part of you that says, look, I mean, I would feel no anxiety if I worked another year because the cushion would be that much larger. I mean, I think that's kind of the spirit of the question yeah. too, right? It is, I think. And, you know, you the way you put that is important. And I, I think there is a very personal knowing yourself, I would say, personal yeah. angle here about this. So if you're somebody who's who it tends to have more trepidation 
And it's going to make you incredibly nervous and be just staring at the numbers all the time once you pull that trigger and stop having that income stream you had from work. I think you should seriously consider the idea of one more year because maybe the cushion you presently are planning for isn't sufficient. Um, the other thing would be if you have uh, nice to haves, you know, whether it's an RV or I don't know, a vacation home you'd want to be, you know, saving towards or something, I would say really uh, give those some deeper thought and think about that idea of, well, are they nice to haves or there's something I truly want, but I'm sort of at odds with this idea of I, I'm really excited about moving on to this next stage of my life because if you have a job you're happy with and you enjoy it, as I did, honestly, you know, is it really much to ask of yourself? Well, another year I could do these things that are now I'm thinking of as nice to have, but honestly, I'd really want. Um, I would also think, and I'm in a little bit of a different situation, but I guess as I'm approaching my Phi date and thinking about early retirement, the glide path is really interesting to me because I do feel like I'm changing duties at work. I'm making certain decisions not to take on new yeah. clients and, you know, put more effort into say a side hustle project or something else like designing a new set of notebooks and you know, doing a short film. All of those glide path activities are something that's kind of pulling me forward. Yeah, and so sense. if you can spend that one more year, spend the capital there of that you're, you're earning to contribute, maybe to cre create a larger buffer, like you're saying, but also invest in your own future you know, transition space. Because I think when I hear these one more year questions, and especially when I hear it in Grant's voice on, on the speak pipe, it has this kind of flavor of, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure when he gets to the end of that one year, yeah. if he's gonna have all the answers that he needs. I'm not sure all the answers are financial. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, and this certainly is, you know, it's the it's the non-financial aspects that I think most of us don't spend nearly enough time thinking about. So anyone who is thinking about them and that's causing them to, to weigh these decisions, I think you're doing the right thing. Uh, it's hard for me to fault that. I mean, it's also raises the question for me, what is enough? Yeah. And does is that something that we really should be talking more about? in this kind of, you know, we have this very strict blueprint for FI, like set up your number and figure out your withdrawal rate and yeah. sequence of return risk. There's all these things that are computationally possible, right? It's like easy to do those computations, but the, the other part, really thinking hard about what that number means and what enough actually is, because if you don't define enough, it keeps getting bigger. I'm guilty of this. Yeah. I mean, I... <laughs> I think lifestyle creep just happens naturally as you as you age and you find more comfort in spending more and you're earning more. And so this is someone who's at the top of their earnings career right now is my sense. And yeah, looking sure. at like financially, geez, this is a big, I'm giving up a lot here. And it's really, it is something to consider before you step away. But is the one more year without defining what actually enough is, is that going to be just at the end of that year? Is it going to leave you in the same position saying, well, geez, I just look at how much I just earned last year. I mean, if I did that for one yeah. more year, I could have yep. this much more. And then, you know, there is just the trade-off calculus is very, it's very hard to measure. And what, and the interesting part I think here is that we have a case study in you 
in that you've just spent two years doing things outside of work. Yep. They have nothing to do with work and they're completely by your own self-direction and choice, not financially motivated. So what if you had worked one more year or two more years, what would you have missed out on just to paint the picture for Grant? Oh, I mean, that's I think that's the right way to put it. I think probably the most valuable thing that I would never have been able to do were I still working is just take seven weeks and travel with my family. So, you know, at the juncture of life we're in, right, you know, everyone's healthy, everyone's living at home. My Our 16-year-old um, is not out on her own yet. She's still in high school and is still willing to spend time with us. <laughs> right, that's um, a big deal. <laughs> you know, all of our parents are still living and some of our grandparents, right, were very fortunate in that way. And we were able to take seven weeks and, and visit family all up and down the East Coast of the US, right? I live in California. We don't get back and forth very much. And it had been more than a year and a half since we had flown to see anybody like most people were dealing with uh, for that period of time, right? With there's travel restrictions and everything. Um, but we suddenly were able to do this. And none of us had the the you know the grip of careers that keep us from taking that time off, right? This, we're not talking about a week or two here. We took seven weeks and we visited friends, family, right? I got to come up to Maine and see you and Laura and the kids finally. Um, I mean, it's, it's one of those things where in the moment you even don't appreciate it as much as you should. I know I didn't speaking for myself. You know, yeah, I was excited about it going in. We had fun with all the stuff we did. But when I actually look back and ask myself, like, you know, how valuable was that experience? I mean, it's huge because, you know, who's to say two years from now, you know, would we be able to do that? Uh, my daughter's going to be out of school. She's going to be heading to college, just like you're dealing with with your oldest. You know, you you never know what could happen to anyone from a health perspective and other life issues get in the way. So I love knowing that we had complete flexibility to do this trip. And, you know, that's something that, you know, you can't replace. And so that's just one example, but it's maybe the most personal thing I can think of for the last two years. I'm sure there's a stack of others, but. Well, as I think um, about just even projects that you've done, taking time to, you know, dig in on learnings, you know, starting a homebrew club, you've been traveling up to see friends throughout California, you know, I mean, yeah. making inroads into interests that, you didn't have the time to pursue when you were working a full-time job because that life is very, I don't mean this disparagingly, but it's yeah. one dimensional. It's sure. Like, it's like work. And then you get a yeah. little, you get some segments of time off, but you know, you've stated this before the time that you had to spend when you came home from work at night, especially after you've been traveling and you're exhausted is very different time than I think yeah. the, the stretched out time that I see you spending now. I mean, time has, I do, I don't know, you can speak to this better than I can, but you know, I feel like time does stretch in these spaces where you have more to give of yourself to volunteer, to spend time chasing interests. And I mean, as I look as an outsider and watch you do this, our friendship has, you know, it's really changed. I feel like over the past yeah. two years, and that's a result of you just having time and space to make these things happen. Like, you know, you and I having these conversations every week is, I mean, that's not something I could have really predicted at our age. Yeah, me either. You know? And that's a huge benefit to me personally. And I think yeah. if you present that to somebody who's looking at just, just the finances purely from a financial perspective, those things aren't 
immediately evident, but they're there and they are a big part of your life that you have to push aside in a lot of ways when you're working a career and you're at a top performing professional level. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, there's a lot of truth there. That's the hard part, right? If I had something easy to refute, I would do it right now, but I don't. Hey, Eric here with Two Sides of Fi. If you've been listening to Jason and I on the podcast, you may not be aware that we also have a YouTube channel. And quite often, we have supporting graphics, charts, information, and even a few outtakes that don't fit well in an audio format. So if you're into that kind of thing, you can find us on YouTube at Two Sides of Fi. There's a lot of discussion, and it is important discussion, in the FIRE community about this idea of having something to retire to, right? right? Because many people feel helpless and, you know, just sort of paralyzed with opportunity maybe when they don't know what to do next. And so I'm not going to sit here and tell people, yeah, don't have any idea of what you're going to do after you pull the trigger on fire, right? That's going to go great. That's terrible advice. But for me, I had a whole list of things I was interested in, but, and, and I did make progress on many of them, but honestly, to, to a point you have made several times over the last two years, merely having the space to try different things, to try on different you know, hobbies and pursuits and interests, all of which tend to lead to other things. That has been the thing of highest value to me in many respects, especially when I think personally, right? I mean, there's tremendous value to the family time and all of the, the things I started this conversation with, but just looking inward, having had the chance to explore different things, to spend five or six months on app development and just developing a skill set without without worry of consequence, right? Well, okay, so I paid $95 for my developer certificate uh, to Apple and a little bit for some Udemy courses. And if it didn't pan out and I didn't want to do anything with it, who cares, right? right? It was a yeah. small amount of hobby expense. and And that's so different from, and that's just one example. That's so different from when you're working and you're thinking about, boy, I've got this maybe one day or a half day on the weekend (laughs) around chores and the things I want to be doing with my family, by the way, um, for myself, for hobbies and interests. And so all of us fit that stuff in where we can and in evenings and early mornings and, you know, the time we have on the weekend. And, And that's something, but I can't explain, I think, effectively how it feels to be you know, able-bodied and my mind in, in good enough shape at my age to be able to just look at this space available and fill it with things that are interesting or exciting to me um, and, and sometimes even really productive, right? You, you talk about our conversations, this show, the skills I've had the chance to develop, um, you know, in putting the podcast together and learning from you about video editing and, and making thumbnails and, you know, lots of, lots of, things that I, you know, I knew about, but I didn't have any skills in, never mind all these meaningful conversations we've had that we're fortunate enough to get to share with others who have even expressed finding value in them, right? I mean, who could have predicted that this is what I would be spending time on and would get to do it with you and, you know, further our own relationship? I couldn't have predicted this path I'm on. If I had waited another year or two, might it have been just as interesting and productive? Of course it might have. But, you know, there's lots of butterfly effects and, you know, different things happening. And so just having this time that I've had, and maybe that's in, you know, using this kind of question as the backdrop, maybe it's an extra year or two of doing stuff 
that I wouldn't have if I was doing my job, my old job for another year or two. Who's to know what that would or wouldn't lead to? So it's pretty hard for me to sit here and regret taking the decision I did, because honestly, what would I do differently if I had another year or two of funds? I would spend money on stuff or I would take a, you know, a more exciting vacation or I would have a bigger cushion that would make me feel better. I don't think any of that would improve my life and the time I have with my family and my friends and my personal fulfillment. So I'm pretty happy with the decision I made. I think setting the number and sticking to it, it there's a lot of discipline to that. And it's easy to get close to that number and just say, well, it, could, it should be more or it could be more. And it, it can always be more, right? Yeah. <laughs> so you have to just decide. That's I think that's kind of what you did. You did this very detailed budget and just said, these are the things that are important to me. And I'm going to build some buffer into here to account for uncertainty. And then I'm, I'm going to step into this and go for it. And yeah. I'm gonna, you made conservative assumptions. And so I, I think your point about, okay, if you're feeling nervous about the number, feeling like it's not capturing the kind of life that you want to lead, then yeah. one more year or two more years makes a heck of a lot of sense because the, I don't know, in spite of what I hear a lot of, you know, on our comments on our channel of people like, well, you can always go back. Yep. I just, I'm sorry. I, I don't see that happening. I think that's a very difficult thing to do for people who are working I, at, at this level. I just do. I, I just feel like it's, it's just not reasonable advice. Yes, you can go back and get a different job. Are you going to yeah. step back into the position where you're earning at a level that you're actually projecting forward and saying, hey, one more year here makes sense. That's going to move the needle quite a bit. And I can imagine yeah. for a lot of people it would. And if one more year means you get different options, way different options, you know, yeah, maybe it makes sense, but boy, it's very hard to put a value on that time. That's what I was yes. hoping you would capture with that because you're not going to get the time with your daughter back as a teenager. That's not coming back. And as I watched my high school senior, he had his last day of school today. And as I watched that happen, man, it's like that just happened in a blink of an eye, man. I just yeah. didn't even see it coming. <laughs> That's right. And you can't get those things back. It's just... Yeah, you don't you're realize so right. it until you look back. <laughs> Correct. Well, and honestly, when you're when you're distracted by just the normal pace of life when you have a 40 plus hour yes. a week job, you don't realize what you're not doing. I mean, and this is going to be this is going to sound like a very frivolous example, but it's very current and it's not something you and I have talked about yet. So, my daughter, like lots of teens, are really into Japanese animation and uh you know, and manga, you know, the printed form. That's a huge interest of hers and has been for years. And it's not something I know tons about. There's bits and pieces I'm aware of. But, you know, there's a series that's super interesting to her and that she's watched multiple times. And she asked me maybe about a month ago, like, hey, would you watch this with me? And I was like, sure, why not? Like, let's check it out. And needless to say, I got really hooked by oh, the really? series. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's Attack on Titan, which is a pretty big franchise and it's very well known. Um, but it's fantastic. It's really well done. The art is incredible and the story is honestly really compelling. So I got really into it. And, you know, you know, after school or on the weekend, we'd watch, you know, three or four episodes at a clip, which is a lot, right? You're talking about like an hour and a half a time yeah, or maybe right. two hours on a weekend. And I got to tell you, and this doesn't feel good to say this, I can't see myself saying yes to that when I was working full time because, you know, I would get home at dinner. I would leave for work well before my wife or my daughter were up. I would get home at dinner time and then, you know, we would have dinner together as a family. Maybe we'd watch 
a, a show or two, but you know, my daughter's off doing homework. I'm tired. And by the way, I'm passing out by nine o'clock or nine thirty PM. And that's not to say I'm not answering emails and stuff. And don't, I don't take any of that as a complaint. I'm not complaining about my difficult life, right? There are people who have had no, extremely challenging existences. So I'm not, I'm not whining about my job. I'm just being realistic and I'm not saying it's the right attitude, but I would not have been super warm to the idea of, oh yeah, let's go spend an hour and a half or two hours at a clip multiple days in a row <laughs> on a TV show that I didn't even know if I was interested in. So it sounds frivolous, but honestly, like even Lori pointed this out to me, you know, I think it was yesterday, like, yeah, it's really great that you did that with her because you can see how well she responds to that. You guys talk about the show all the time. She's like sending you memes and you talk about them. Uh, and you know, it's just a, a nice little moment that we've been sharing for a while now. And now we've started to watch another show together um, with Lori this time. So, you know, these are the things that just kind of intangibles that you can't plan for. And when you have time available and when you make the time to do it in the space um, when you're not working, it's just tremendous. And so I feel so fortunate that I'm able to have that time, that I got to this point, am able to take advantage of it. And it's hard to imagine dialing back the clock and making a different decision, certainly now armed with the knowledge I have. I, I'm gonna, I mean, I love that story, Jay. It's, it's definitely stands in contrast to, you know, my, I've set up my business in the front yard of my home, you have. right? And so it makes it very difficult to leave. It's always there. And I like that it's a separate space that I can go to, but honestly, it's always kind of looming over. I mean, I sit in my living room and the, the building is right outside. And <laughs> yeah, so it's right there. It's a very real draw. And I find myself working at all hours just because I can, you know, I get up at four in the morning and I'll work, uh, you know, until the kids are ready to go to school. I'll see them off. That's nice, but it's not like special time or anything. Yeah. And then I'm working until seven o'clock, seven thirty at night out here. And I do it in for the most part because I really enjoy it, but work does tend to fill the space that you allot it. And yeah. I think when you have a hyper focus on, you know, the financials of Phi and you're always doubling down on it, you can just, you can fill that space completely with work. And, and I know I've walked into the house and the kids are in their rooms and they're, you know, doing their own thing. And I've missed something there, even though yeah. I'm right here. And so I feel that too. And, um, so yeah, it's just nice to have that perspective, man, because none of what you've said it relates to finances. You can't buy that time back. It's not like if you have another couple hundred thousand dollars for working another year that you can just buy that time with your daughter back. Like it's gone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's, this question is so interesting because, you know, I could answer it just on the surface and it seems so simple. And that's actually where our conversation started. But when this question came in and I listened to it, and I, you, I, you know, I usually listen to these first and then we talk about them. When this one came in, my first reaction was financial. It was, oh, well, now I just let me think about that. Like, what if I had done that yeah. and taken a year or two years and just banked all that money? Right. I wasn't I just let's just assume it's a bucket of cash. I'm not investing it. Well, what would I do differently? And it, it all became things that just sounded like luxury. Yeah. Right. It was yeah. like, oh, we would take this, you know, these vacations would be this much better or, you know, whatever I would pay this. I wouldn't I would pay more of my mortgage off. Right. Instead of, you know, even though it was a budgeted expense, right, I knew and had planned for this expense. Right. And they all seemed like things like, so what? 
<laughs> and and maybe that's just because of the way I planned my my phi, and that is I wasn't going to take like this huge step down in lifestyle once I stopped getting a paycheck. Right, it makes know, sense. Yeah, I, I was going to keep it you know pretty level. Yes, we moved to a lower cost area, but the way we spend our time, how we spend our money on fun things versus you know more practical things was going to be basically the same, and so. I guess that's more of a fat fire mindset of like, I want things to get hugely better yeah. um, when I stop working. And that's just never been how we were wired. I mean, I guess if I did one or two or three or however many more years, it could start to push things more towards that. But that was never our goal, right? Going back to our earlier episode with, you know, Lori being, you know, happy, you know, being content selling fish out of a hut in St. Lucia, right? Um, we ended up doing better than that. And this is, you know, we're so grateful we were able to maintain the type of lifestyle we had. Um, but um, yeah, to, to say like, oh, I would take advantage of having more of that. Um, I, I don't think just like I don't think it would make me worry less. I don't think I'd be happier on net if I had taken additional time just to have that income. All right, Grant, we want to know what you decide to do. Uh, so call in, leave us another voicemail. Yeah. We're, we're curious to hear what you think of uh, the discussion we just had on this, because I think there's a lot of things to think about here. It's not an easy decision. It's yeah. not one to take lightly either, especially, you know, at the end of your career. So good luck with it. Yeah. Best wishes. Keep us posted. If you have a question you want answered on Two Sides of Fi, just leave us a message on our SpeakPipe at twosidesoffi.com, and we may choose yours to feature on an upcoming show.